0: in the water again because this is slashers or because it's summer we got our best duds on perhaps it is splashers gentlemen (laughs) a horror movie podcast brought to you by not one not two but three goons with nothing better to do on whatever night we decided to record this week my name is jake and with me as always is my esteemed colleague co-host and cohort Brian, Brian, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond.
1: What's up, goons and goonettes? Gungala
0: <laughs> Now, Brian, I want you to intro Chad, and then Chad, I want you to intro me, and then I'll go back to Brian, and we'll just kind of repeat this until it gets annoying. <laughs> it's, it's annoying. Okay.
1: It's producer <laughs> Chad. Chad. Howdy, everybody. Chad, not
0: Chad. Chad. Howdy. Howdy. We're wearing cowboy hats. We're wearing Hawaiian shirts. Why is that, Chad? Because we're doing Jaws. Because it's summer. God, I hate that Josh Gad song. In (laughs) summer. It's the worst (laughs) song that Disney has ever made. Even the song from the racist movie is better. My girls love it. Yeah. Your girls are wrong. I'm sitting here uh, (laughs) with my fucking cock hat on.
1: It doesn't go with the theme at all, but whatever. I guess it'll just work. (laughs) Hey, man.
0: You you got a peacock where you can? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, no, don't they? they yeah, the, in in Moana, there is a chicken, or is it a rooster or whatever? It, she has a, a diluted fowl of some sort. Huh. So you're on theme. Never seen it. You're actually so... more on theme than Chad. Go it's ahead. good.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: Because it has Jermaine Clement, which is rad. It has Dwayne Johnson, which is rad. And the girls' song.
1: Would you say as a whole, Disney movies have, it's Disney, right? Yeah. Yeah. Disney movies They've gone up. Like, as far as like quality and stuff, Big like comeback. obviously, oh, like, and yeah. back, from like the early
0: 2000s, like Brother Bear and shit. Cool. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, not that I've seen Brother Bear. <laughs> I saw trailers for it. I was like, hey, it's like Strange Brew, but no. Huh.
3: Okay. I, I think saw the it. worst
0: thing I've seen is the good dinosaur, which is funny because good's in the title. <laughs> Sorry. That's completely not horror related, but whatever. My show, God damn it, I'll do as I please. I'm a human being, goddamn it! My <laughs> life has value. I'll quote the network if I so goddamn well feel. Thank it's, you, gentlemen. That's
1: such a good uh, part of that movie. Oh, it's classic. actually the only part of the movie I've seen. But I'm oh. like, I don't need to see anything else.
0: No. The rest of it is interesting, but that's the best part. Okay, because it's timeless. It applies to every time period. Everybody in life has always been like, I'm not paid enough. Everybody in life's like, Hey, I'm scared somebody's gonna come take my shit. Hey, I, I'm worried about this. So it plays on the fears and very. Tropical in our tropical wear. Tropical, tropical. Anybody? Nobody? Everybody? Yeah, okay, yeah cool. man. Yep, I'm down. So, shall I get into trivia? Chad, you have some trivia. So, you want to just go ping pong back and forth with me? Ping, ping pong, pong. Ping pong. pong. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Uh, and if you if you take any of mine, I will hurt you. Really? Very hmm. badly.
4: Did you know the original title for Jaws? The book. I did not. Silence in the deep was going
0: to be the title. I had listened to a podcast about Jaws and I thought that he said something and the word Jaws was in the title or something, but yeah. There were like
4: 12 that were like submitted or something. And I think this is one that he was strongly for or something like that.
1: Seems like it would be a hard sell. Silence yeah, in the but deep. then there
4: was one that was, uh, had the word Jaws in it. It was, I don't know what it was. Jaws something.
0: Yeah. The Jaws of Death and Circumstance. It's so funny to see how you have movies like Tusk and stuff like that now where it's showing like you're trying to have <laughs> yes. that elegant simplicity and it's like, nah, it looks like you did the same <laughs> thing, but you like changed the font to papyrus. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. Uh, so how about this? Richard Dreyfuss. It filled me with stories that I could dine out on for the next 35 years talking about the production of the film, like an old athlete or a war hero or something. I thought that was awesome because you imagine, like oh, yeah. he's a celebrity already. So he's already got some merit. Then he's like, oh. You want to hear some juicy gossip about this famous fucking movie that barely made it to production? Much less. That's I love crazy. it. And he used it to get laid. Get that dick wet. <laughs> All right. Chad's Did you know what they nicknamed the shark? I do. And I know what the shark is named after. But you tell the name. Then I'll t- tell what it's named after. Bruce.
4: After Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Okay. Well, that's what I was. That's the
0: part. I keep myself up for that. <laughs> oh, that, But then
4: <laughs> they renamed it, though. They renamed the shark once production
0: started. Oh, what was it then?
4: the great white turd because it oh. never worked and kept breaking that
0: makes sense that's funny I yeah like it. so and that's also why bruce in finding nemo is called bruce because bruce yeah reference to jaws which i thought is quite fun author peter benchley claims he knew it would not be a success because of two reasons one it was his first novel and nobody reads first novels and two <laughs> the technology couldn't make a shark or train one
3: <laughs> yeah
0: so, like that did you imagine going into something and be like well this will be a nice payday, but not going to fill my career. And then nothing he ever did after the first thing he did meant fuck all to anyone. Like, imagine if Stephen King was just Carrie.
4: I'd be OK with that. No. I'm I kind of would
0: <laughs> <laughs> be honest with you. Like I talk about horror with the merit badges of success and everything. And I, I get those kind of merit badge feelings with Stephen King. But it, I very often I'm just like, OK, this is fine. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about with future episodes of Stephen King. But this month, we're doing Maximum Overdrive, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Based loosely on his own work trucks, but this one he directed and changed to butt-fucking-high crazy hell. Plus, it's got Emilio in it. Emilio! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is it your turn for more trivia? It is. Go for it.
4: Did you know that Jaws was supposed to to be released at Christmas?
0: Oh, that would be so terrible. But
4: Yeah, and it... Went over production for filming and they released it during summer, which is typically the worst time at what well, back then, the worst time to release a movie
0: because everybody was right. out doing things. Yeah. And it
4: was the first like summer blockbuster because of it. Oh, and wow. also
0: you wouldn't release movies in summer. What you used to do is you would do double features and stuff because people wanted to stay inside. So you wouldn't release in summer. You would let something that had already been out for a long time just regurgitate because kids would want to be in the air conditioned with popcorn. Correct. So, I mean, that's it's a very weird thing to do. And this creates the summer blockbuster, yep. which is crazy to think of. There was a time before that was a thing our whole lives. I mean, you can go based on year in film and go, oh, that's the one where Batman and Robin came out. Oh, this is that. So uh, Independence Day. Yes. Or ID4, if you believe it. Yeah, I feel like a couple of <laughs> uh,
1: a couple of diehards came out during the summer.
0: Hell yeah. with yeah. with with a vengeance. I think, I think so. Number three. I think that it even tied in with the fact that they're like all sweaty and running around.
1: Yeah. In New York City.
0: Yeah.
3: New
1: York City! Fucking, hey Zeus. Hey Zeus.
0: <laughs> god of thunder. Or, or god of Wait, I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. That's my favorite part. Zeus. My name <laughs> is Zeus. Spielberg maintains to this day that it's his most difficult movie. And since that's kind of a baby trivia, it was shot on the Atlantic Ocean. Not a tank. But there was a shot in a pool in Van Nuys. Your yes. turn. We're playing badminton. It's a shuttlecock of trivia.
4: <laughs> there was a real shark used for the filming, but it is not a great white that got tangled in a rope on top of the cage when uh, Hooper's in the cage.
0: Hooper. I can add to that. It's a little person named Rizzo who is going to be in the cage to make the shark look bigger. Yes, because it's and, not the great white. Exactly. It, it rips the hydraulic line and its tail slaps him in the face. <laughs> he gets hydraulic fluid on his face and he's like, I'm bleeding I am dying. I, I, and then he, they take him out of the water and everything. He's totally fine. And then he's in the bathroom for the next two hours. and He's like, no, not doing it. Because they, they, they haven't even rolled film. And this happened. He's like, not happening. Can you blame the guy, though? No. Oh, also, he really probably would have died. Because these people were idiots with, like, no safety regulations. Yes. Because they miniaturized his tank to be in scale with his tiny little baby body. And he had eight minutes of air. I feel
1: like if there's any indication of when you should just be like, you know what? I'll pass. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And I bet you he was underpaid. Well, they paid him proportionate to his size. So. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, man. Back oh, man. boom. Chad, your turn. I don't got anything really good that's left, so go ahead. So, they would... Only give some of the storyboards to the studio, and then they would shoot other ones later so that that way they could justify a bigger budget. Bob Matty, who created Jaws, also created the squid in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, that's cool. If you notice how Jaws has big chubby squirrel cheeks, it's because that's where the gears are for the articulating jaw, and so they had to hide it, and there was no flexion, but this was corrected in later Jaws iterations. Oh, wait. I do have one. Do it.
4: The end scene from the book was supposed to be the shark circling Brody and then it dies of blood loss. And the writer was on the writer of the book was on the filming of the end scene and had to be removed because he was so mad
2: that wow. they blew up the shark.
0: What a dick. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. You want to watch a shark slowly bleed to death. Yeah. When two factors, one, I don't know a fucking person who knows how much blood a shark has. Or and how much two, it takes to kill a shark. Yeah. And then two, it's in the ocean, so it's being diluted by water. So I can't even see the blood. Yep.
1: Meanwhile, Michael Babe was probably walking by, and he's like, "Hold, hold on, I got an idea."
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does say we that he did change, change uh,
4: his decision and said it was like a
0: good choice to blow up the shark later. Yeah, well,
3: but I would say that because if it made it's a me million dollars too.
2: Yeah,
0: right. You don't want to be the the outlying asshole like Stephen King with The Shining. Oh, topical reference. Dr. Sleep trailer had dropped and blah, blah. It's honest to Stephen King's work and to Kubrick's work. I'm going to see it, so I'm not watching trailers. I have a, I have a hard and fast rule. If it's something that I know of, I'm just not going to watch a trailer for Did it Did you read the book? I'm going to. Okay, oh, I'm getting around I'm to it, Chad. I have other shit to do, like Don't finish do it, it, which I'm just enjoying so much. Don't I, do I just it. love the fact that they use every <laughs> racial slur I've ever heard in my life. How how much longer do you have on that book? I'm 78% of the way through it.
1: Yeah, I think I'm at 80%.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what I'm listening to while you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A lot of ad libbing on the movie because the Shark wasn't working. Some my favorite bit of human interaction in this movie, aside from Quint destroying Hooper all the time, which I think is great, but that's that's human effort. Uh, is Brody with his son? Because while they're sitting there, Roy Schneider is you know m- just sitting there waiting for filming to do, and the kid is mimicking him in real life and so he's like steven you have to see this and he goes in there and the kid mimics him and it's this like great humanizing scene of a father and son and it's like right now my kid is in the i'm running away from you at all times stage and i can't wait for the time when she comes back to me and she's like oh yeah i love you dad with actions yeah
1: yeah It was a cool little intimate scene
0: i appreciated it and It's it's great too because the mom sees it and she's like yeah I'm, I'll let you fuck me again and <laughs> risk another baby. <laughs> we talked about that. We'll talk about that one in a bit. Kevin Smith compared the guy who narrated the commercials for the movie, Percy Rodriguez, to, he says, he was the weed that got you to the crack of jaws. What? Okay. Could we say the, the voice is very intense. This is jaws. Oh, okay. And so he, the whole thing and the perspective, And you you know that he's a huge Jaws fan because the whole thing in Mallrats is that he's going to propose on the Universal tour when Jaws pops out of the water. That's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It's all an homage to this movie, which he's talked about. Like, I don't think there's any director my age who doesn't look at Jaws and say, that's what inspired me to be a director. A director, yeah. Let's think about it. This is like a young hotshot director, Steven Spielberg. I mean, this this changed his life. Yeah, this was like the tipping point. He had been like remanded to TV for a long time. Right. Well, comparatively long and then blew up after this. Yes. Like a shark. (laughs) Boom, boom, (laughs) boom. So the movie won three Academy Awards. Sound, editing, musical score. And a lot of people are upset that it didn't win. Even Steven Spielberg not even getting nominated for an Academy Award, not even getting nominated for Best Picture when you given the success of it. And people have looked back in time and said, well, you know, people at that time were kind of rejecting it based on its commercial viability and not looking at it as art, which I think is honestly pretty fair. So- What won in its place? I was gonna look up that research and then I didn't. So here, <sighs> I'll stretch it, you look. Stretching. You failed. Stretching. My computer can't handle that much. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, I think of the three that it did, obviously special effects, like they're impressive, but they're disastrous. Yes. So sound editing and musical score are perfect. Yes. I think that those are probably the strongest areas because the editing had to get around the fact that they had like nine minutes of shark footage to use. <laughs> the music supplants the shark in the majority of the movie. Right. And then the sound editing is great because it It really explores the vastness of the ocean. and I think that it's awesome. So if it had to win only three, I think that those that's not insulting, even though they're just technicals, yeah, for sure. they those three make the movie and Roy Schneider, you might remember him as Brody in the film, talked about the worldwide success of this movie was mainly in his opinion, due to the fact that the dialogue was insubstantial. didn't matter. You could watch the movie and figure out everything that was happening if you took out all of the dialogue. Yes. And that's what like high tension was a couple yep. of weeks ago. Exactly. And Same it's,
1: thing with loved ones.
0: Loved exactly. ones as well. I love the simplicity of movies because, you know, when you over explain, you slow down the pace or you're working at too fast a pace and you're talking like I do. And it's way too fucking fast and people tune out.
3: Yeah.
1: Even though I enjoy both films, I, I do think Josh should have won. But the, the film that won over Jaws was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That's oh, right. Okay. So,
0: but I mean, the cast on that, that's a great cool. movie, though. Imagine yeah, they're both great movies. Yeah. It's not like one was a steal. Uh, right. One of the things that would be crazy you could swap the actors in both of those films, like the main actors, and you'd still have amazing films because all of those guys were so fucking on point. Oh, yeah. Super solid. Jack Nicholson, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito, instead of Robert Shaw. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss and Roy Snyder yeah, imagine I Jack Nicholson as a grizzled old fucking boat <laughs> yeah. captain I was thinking Christopher Lloyd but that works too I was thinking that Jack could be the Ro- uh, the uh, Brody oh uh, yeah I can see that and I like the idea of little tiny Danny a little DeVito DeVito like, as me, uh, Hooper <laughs> oh, he's so cute in that I just want to put him in a pokeball and walk around with him and sell his <laughs> eggs hatch is that what Pokemon Go is? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're speaking up. to the oldest man up here. Yeah, back <laughs> in my day, the only Pokemon you did. It was no, all no. on cards and that's it. <laughs> well, it was on cards and the back of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> the poster uh, was actually based on the paperback of, by Bannon Books. There's a awesome. lot of
1: cool posters for this film. Well,
0: yeah. the original paperback cover is so bland. It is a black cover. With what looks like a tombstone with a mouth in it. And no oh, teeth. Oh, really? Okay. Which I get that it's trying to be simple and be symbolic of a tombstone, but that would be so fucking boring for a movie poster. So just add a bunch of teeth, semi naked girl, I'm on it. Yep. I mean, you see so many parodies of this to this day. Yep. And I think it's all great because it, it's iconic. It's we like, talked uh, about the t
1: shirt that I have that I wear every once in The jaw was. There you go. Right?
0: <laughs> I've seen some with kittens, I've seen some with transformers. I mean, you can't beat it. The hardcover was similar, but smooth, blank, no teeth. The swimmer, who is the model, was actually just there for another shoot. He had her lay down on yes, a stool. I remember this part. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Yeah. And she's now on this iconic thing that's been circulated throughout the world, and he like paid her as an afterthought to just stay. Right. And the shark that he took was from a model at the Natural History Museum that was down for cleaning. Huh, the more you know. This is, I do the research, so you don't have to. Next time anyone tells me to lay down on a stool, I'm there. Do you guys want to have some banter? I have another page and a half of notes. This is crazy. I don't I really I That's found all why, these interesting I mean, things that I like,
4: I knew you were gonna grab a ton, and so I just stopped anyway because I there's so much. Do you want me to just rifle some? Yeah, just pick the most interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: But they're all interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The barrel idea. They had no shark, so they created the barrel idea. Fucking brilliant. Love it. The kid from the beginning originally was in charge of holding his breath, and then he was uh, kept putting his legs up, so it ended up being that two divers were pulling him underwater. We'll get to that. The tiger shark is named Oscar, and it came from Florida, and they had to ship it. And it had to be covered with salt and ice. And it was already rotting. So they had to use makeup to keep it looking good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The first image of the shark biting is actually a female mannequin. Uh, local Craig Kinsbury was hired to help Robert Shaw with his accent and told him fake stories, which Shaw repeated to the media thinking they were real. So Shaw was saying, you know, it's actually where more incest takes place in the entire world is right here in this town. Oh, what? The news. What?
3: It's That so is awesome. Great.
0: Uh, Carl Rizzo was a small person. Howard Sackler wrote the Quint speech. And when they were editing it, they cut it down. That's the Indianapolis (laughs) war speech. That's not in the book because it wasn't declassified at the time. So that's one of the cool opportunities this movie had was to add to the lore after the fact. Love that, by the way. Spielberg wanted to do a sequel based on the Indianapolis, which I think could have been fucking dope. I feel like they can still do something about that. I would like it. I mean, I'd rather see him do that than Ready Player Two.
4: Yeah. Boring. In the book, instead of the speech, Quint cuts open a shark's belly and then puts it back in the water and it starts eating its own intestines. And then other blue sharks, I think it was like some sort of blue shark or something, that come up and start eating that shark. And yeah, that's what he uses instead of the big speech about the Indianapolis. That's kind of
0: cool, though. I got to say that is pretty good because it shows like,
4: oh, my gosh, you just killed the shark for no reason.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, he's raw dogging (laughs) Brody's wife. (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) That's nasty. Martha's Vineyard. They actually had a great white September 21st, 2004. And I got to see footage of them wrangling the shark out of the little harbor using hydraulic hoses on the boats. Kind of cute. That's crazy. They kept it alive. Didn't hurt it. Huh. I will give you a goddamn red scent which I think, now that I say it out loud, probably sounds like an old racist thing, so sorry. <laughs> um, if you can tell me, without looking at my screen, what the original title of the ship, the Orca, was. Brian? I, I got nothing. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Wizard. Bruiser. Wrong.
3: <laughs> warlock. Oh.
0: Why do you have wizards when you could be called a warlock? Yeah? It's always driven me crazy. Huh. Matt Reeves, the guy who directed... The planet Rise of the Planet of the Apes and is going to be directing the new Batman franchise. And JJ Abrams were paid as kids to restore Steven Spielberg's footage. Yeah. And then Steven Spielberg put tabs on JJ Abrams. Does that blow your fucking mind? Yeah. I mean you're talking from humble beginnings, like, hey, Mr. Spielberg, <laughs> can I take your old eight millimeter films from <laughs> Arizona and f- touch them up for you? Right. So I'm just amazed he's also willing to let
4: two kids do it.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Two more things. Joe Hill, favorite movie. We've talked a bunch of shit on his dad, but whatever. Fine for you, kid. I haven't read Nosferatu yet. And I'm already <laughs> told I'm not going to like it. And then two, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. This makes no sense to me. Allegedly put celery in his pillowcase because he thought the scent of celery would help him sleep at night because he was so stressed out. Yeah. What? That's what I'm saying. I thought it was fake. I had to look it up and I saw it in multiple different locations. Yeah. That's I heard like that some- too and I
4: was like, I don't get it.
0: But
1: that's, okay. like, that's like some weird uh Pan's Labyrinth shit. Like put some fucking milk <laughs> yeah. underneath the fucking bed. The
4: root in the milk, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is very like the Harry Potter uh screaming uh-huh. plant thing
0: too. Oh, the screechy root thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always ate it. I mean, the Harry Potter stuff is always so frustrating to me because it's just, how do I say this? She writes herself into a corner and she says, Gillyweed, I've already complained about this on the show, haven't I? I don't know, but feel free. It's your show. Yeah. Well, it's our show. (laughs) I'll be diplomatic about it. I just retain the rights to do whatever I want, and I'll hire and fire whoever I goddamn well, please. (laughs) This is my goddamn studio, all right? (laughs) Do you want to know who the competition was opening weekend, June 20th, 1975? Yes. The Devil's Reign and Once is Not Enough. Those Mm. movies didn't stand a flying rat's ass of a chance in hell of beating this movie. Which is crazy.
4: Yeah, I looked it up too, and I didn't even know what those movies were. So I was like, yeah,
0: whatever. Devil's Reign has its own place in horror lore. Even the shitty, bastardized version of The Misfits, led by Jerry, only did an album named after it. But they can fuck off. Not a fan. So the budget, $9 million. Just the box office of Jaws. Not talking about DVD, not talking about merchandising. How much do you think it made? Brian, I have it right
4: here. Well, I have the
0: IMDb one, so. I'm going to guess that it covered uh, the spread. So it made its money back in 14 days. And in 64 days, it was the most successful film of all time until Star Wars. You can honestly leave that open, Chad, because without my glasses, I'm like, (laughs) what are they? (laughs) $471 million. That's awesome. Damn. I mean, staggering. Could you imagine sitting there in the Universal offices and be like, "Where's that Spielberg kid? Where's my fucking movie that was due four months ago?" <laughs> and being all worried and trepidatious, and then suddenly finding out that just from being patient and not firing him and hiring the else. how
1: has- how long did it take for him to accumulate the four hundred and seventy mil?
0: Oh, that took that was years. I mean, the- back then films would stay for a very long time, and you include like drive-ins and stuff. So that's his cumulative box office. But even office.
1: so, I think what that really highlights is how many countries are surrounded by bodies of water very many and i feel like that just plays on people's fears and it's so easy to just imagine like okay there's this giant shark like anytime i watch it i'm like well i'm gonna go swimming in the pool and i'm like there's a fucking shark
0: yeah but even if
4: you don't live uh, near a body of water you're probably always like oh i want to go to the ocean and then you see this movie and you're like oh maybe not
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna stay (laughs) in kentucky
1: Yeah, it's very easy for uh, for you to imagine uh, people from all over the world just being able to understand how scary this is or relate. I
0: guess absolutely. So, so we are obviously no Steven Spielberg directed. I want to tell you a quote that I think is pretty hilarious. What is Jaws but a Roger Corman movie with a big budget? Roger Corman said that was the best review he ever got. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. I love it. And We'll just kind of breeze through everything. Do you want to go into nicknames, nicknames, names? Sure. Ryan, did you have anyone that you wanted to take specifically? I got nothing. Okay. So we will start with Roy Schneider as Brody. Chad, did you have anything?
4: No. This is like the part that I'm terrible at. Uh, you so- know
1: what? For Brody, I mean, from the... <laughs> I'm like short shorts. <laughs> just call him shorts. I love it. All right. Like, dude, his shorts, though right he's Dude, got some yeah. some sw- i mean it was the style back then but i'm he's like he's rocking it fuck man i mean if they're any higher we're seeing a little bit of dick tip or something hell <laughs> yeah there. just like
0: john ritter on that scene <laughs> of Freeze company that nobody ever caught until the 2000s <laughs> he jumps over the couch his nut sacks pop out you <laughs> dirty fucks <laughs> so then you have robert shaw as quint oh jesus Making fun of Harry Potter, it's kind of funny because Mad-Eye Mooney is exactly Quinn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know that I want to call him that because it's a lot of words. I just call him Mad-Eye then. or use Mad-Eye? Okay. I was, like, Mad-Eye scruff. sounds good. <laughs> uh, Richard Dreyfuss as Matt Hoopa hanging with Mr. Koopa. What do you guys got
2: to say? <laughs> I mean,
1: Grimm? honestly, I just think of Quentin saying
2: Hoopa. So it's like <laughs> I just want to call him
1: constantly just say that. But I was going to call him Mr. Holland's Opus, but that's way too long yes. so we can call him Hoopa. Either that or, I mean, with his glasses, you just call him Squints.
3: <laughs> squints.
0: Like our uh, buddy. <laughs> we had Murray Hamilton as Mayor Larry Vaughn. Uh, we can call him Don because he was supposed to be a mafia boss. The Don, uh-huh. No, yeah. he was uh, just—he was a pawn. A pawn, yeah. Carl Gottlieb as Meadows, Deputy Hendricks, Chrissy Watkins, interviewer. I mean, we those really all, need yeah, three. You just need those three. So we're all good. Yep. Brian. Go ahead. You want to recapitate this motherfucker?
1: Yep, absolutely. So what it starts out being is a small town at Admeville, at Amity. Amity. Just Amity. Amity. Because it
0: means friendship. Because it means friendship. friendship. (laughs) So a small town
1: of Amity is coming up on its 4th of July celebration. Some kids go out, party on the beach to sneak off to go, you know, have skinny dip in the ocean. The girl gets destroyed by a shark leads to an investigation. You therefore get the the head police chief who wants to shut down the Fourth of July celebration and everything. Um the town mayor kind of battles them back and forth saying no we that's how we make our main money. They keep it open. Shark attacks a fuck ton of people. They have a I want to say it's like a shootout out in the middle of the ocean on a on a ship and uh shark explodes.
0: Perfect. Yep. Now we'll go into the sleigh by play. Chad, you want you want to be the ringleader of the S by Play, And I'll just chime in and say sassy little things? Sure,
4: okay. The opening shot starts with the underwater camera and the music, Da-dum. which is actually really good because you already are now introduced to the music mm. of like the jaws, oh. you know, of the shark. That's and so it's this good. beautiful,
0: serene ocean sequence. Yes, I had this book as a kid that I was obsessed with. It was a Jacques Cousteau book. And had these beautiful underwater things. it was clearly on the original chemical photography. And watching this movie took me right back to that. There'd nothing digital about it. It's yeah, yeah.
4: it's grainy. It's underwater. It's, but it's got this but,
0: weird beauty to it. And that's yes. immediately what I thought of. And so I had this great sense of familiarity, but I also had this great sense source of like exploration. Cause I'm, you know, yeah. when you're finding the shark. Right. Keep
4: going. So, so from there, um, the yeah, then it goes to a Party on the beach where a young couple, a guy walks up to a girl and starts flirting with her. She runs off to the ocean and starts stripping. Side boob. Yeah, you side get a little side back. jiggle. She runs, beats the guy to the water, jumps in the water. <sighs> that the poor guy, guy starts. He
1: is so fucking drunk.
4: <laughs> yeah, the guy's drunk and uh, starts stripping and gets too tired and lays down on the sand and just kind of passes out. And the girl's swimming by herself.
1: It's funny. It's like uh, it's either a I'm going to go out and I'm going to swim with this beautiful naked woman in the middle of the the ocean or I'm going to fall asleep and pass out drunk on the beach. And I'm like, well, you know what? Plus he's drunk.
4: It's cold water. He's not getting it
0: up. That's probably true. (laughs) What a weenus. That's what it was. He used the tiredness as an excuse because I'm telling you this. If I'm the cop the next day and we can't find this missing girl and he's like, oh, I passed out. I'd be like, new. No, where'd you put the body? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I don't into believe you. I don't really. believe you.
4: He <laughs> <laughs> so, just wanted
1: to show her the sea, cu- sea cucumber.
4: Yeah. So from there, you start getting underwater shots as well of the naked girl. <laughs> and they're done really creatively too. Like you're seeing the shark's vision as well because they don't want to. We can't see the shark because the shark's broken. But anyway, her leg slightly tugs her a little bit underwater. And then she starts just thrashing back and forth. How did they um, manage to do that? Do they-
0: so I've thought about that a lot. Because I remember being a kid and being like, if the shark's biting her, she would have teeth immediately. What I think happened is it bumps her first, like with the nose, because she looks like she kind of goes down at a slight angle. And then it comes back and actually bites her.
4: Well, okay. So in the book, they actually describe it very clearly where sharks normally do like a a taste test sometimes when they're not even sure. And in the book, he bites off her ankle Oh, (laughs) and she like freaks out. It's cold water. It's like 64 degrees. She like reaches down to like feel her leg and can't feel it. And so she keeps like moving up until she actually finds her leg.
0: And that's what happens. In the book whoa so, she doesn't yeah. scream at all that's something i always like the only way i was able to reconcile it was that she just got nudged right but the water's so cold i guess that's part of it too 60 degrees that ain't cold
4: dog uh, well i guess I that's the know. only way i
0: shower because i'm not getting <laughs> done you know what i'm saying
4: dog so anyway then you get the ace ventura scene where she's flopping back and forth so funny <laughs> that's so good it's hard not to laugh when she's i like, love ah! it. yeah because i just get that in my that's head it's funny because she like, like
1: there's like the little buoy bell thing. Yes, <laughs> my, I was watching earlier with my dad, and she's—he's like, "Oh, she really got her bell rocked or bell rung or something." And I was like, "That's good my <laughs> bell."
4: <laughs> so from there, she disappears under the water. Finally, and it's just super calm, as if nothing was ever there. Can we
0: talk about the silhouette? This is so there. I have some frustrations with this. The scene was clearly shot in the day, and they use a, a layer to try and make it look like night like a filter
4: oh definitely because like the scenes from the even the water shot up like it's you could
0: see everything that's my right point. and you're it's like right. it'd
4: be pitch black
0: yeah. yeah yeah also if that like the underwater silhouette if it was not the day that would mean that the moon would have magnified like 500 times because the moon completely encompasses her entire body meanwhile it would be about the size of a golf ball from that perspective right but you know they're it's you know it's howard stark syndrome i'm limited by the technology of my time (laughs) keep going
4: yeah so then it cuts to the first introduction of brody and his wife where they wake up in bed
2: who wears short shorts
4: they're you know obviously happy talking about yeah ish it's the beginning of summer brody gets a phone call of a missing persons right before breakfast she doesn't Uh, she
1: say something about like uh you need to work on your accent
0: Yes, yeah. He he she makes I have fun it, of how he uh, talks. The, it's the yard not far from the car. Yeah. <laughs> and I put I put it in my notes, very Stephen King. Right. God damn it, that boy has to talk about that accent all the time. <laughs> Jesus. We <laughs> get <Yep>. it, Stephen. <laughs> and this is cause it's different too.
4: In the book, Brody is a native of the area. And in the movie, he is the new police chief that has from new York. From that has not new York. been there through a summer yet. I'm really yeah.
0: sad he doesn't have like Egg, get the fuck out of here, Shaq. I'm walking here. Can't you see this? I wish that was the way he talked. Yes. Like, uh, what did he say? What does he say at the end? Got you, you son of a bitch. I got you, you son of a bitch. No, he says, smile. Smile, you son of a bitch. This fucking guy. <laughs> Paisan. Keep going, chat. Sorry. So,
4: Brody gets the phone call and uh, heads to the beach and he meets the... Boyfriend, or not even boyfriend, it was just a guy that she met at the party. Some guy trying to Yeah, get yeah. His and he was like, wet. "Oh, I left. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I called you because Brody's giving him a hard time for not knowing anything about her. <laughs> so why then, would I? I ain't penetrated her yet. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a whistle off in the distance from a deputy where they find the first body. Part. Part. Partially eaten, covered with crabs. So that guy really lucked Wait, is out that, because he is, didn't that, get crabs. is she covered in crabs before this happens, or is this <laughs> not those kind of crabs?
0: <laughs> Reminds me of one of my favorite jokes I ever heard as a kid when I started to like realize what perversion was. It's the joke that Michael Scott tells in the office when he like the five dollar hooker when he comes back and says you got crabs. What'd you expect for $5? Lobster? <laughs> so good. So dumb.
4: I always think of uh, Ready to Rumble where she's like, you ever seen crabs up close? Oh, yeah. No. Yoana? <laughs> yeah.
0: <Yep. laughs> all he left me with was a kid and an itchy crotch. <laughs> Ready
2: always,
1: to Rumble is
0: one of my favorite oh, movies. it's a great movie.
2: Get.
1: I always think of the jackass fucking prank. Oh, Where yeah. they're all shaving their pubes. Oh, no. Oh, and they, oh, they put it on his so feet. Gross. Oh, that's great.
0: And they're like, look, there's a little bit of crabs there and he just like fucking pukes everywhere. Oh, it's <laughs> But the deputy's uh, like catatonic, and I like that because right. he's not like desensitized. Like, oh, I saw so worse shit on Call of Duty. It's like, oh no, nope, this is disgusting.
4: Right? No, he did really well. But also, if you look at the boyfriend or whatever, whoever the hell the guy is, it's the worst acting ever yeah. in this scene. It is great. Like he's looking all over the screen. His head's moving so fast. <laughs> uh, I showed it to your wife, and she just couldn't stop laughing because it literally takes you out of the scene. It's so bad. Absolutely, and it's only him. It's only him. It's, it's like, they like they didn't give him any direction,
0: and he's like, oh, what? Oh. Like, like, he's like <laughs> looking from Steven to the production assistant and everything. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah,
4: he's not even looking at the body, like where the body is. So anyway. It yeah. goes
0: back to the police station. Correct. And the gal's talking about getting calls of... The boys doing karate on the picket fences. That's so good. This is how fucking bored they were because they were using, they were filming anything they could on land because the shark wasn't working. Right. They literally had a deleted scene where kids were karate chopping <laughs> fences and breaking them, Brian. Can you believe that? Oh, <sighs> I mean, fuck, man. I wish some
1: production company came up to me and was like, hey, you want to make a little bit of money over the summer? You want to karate chop some fucking boards? <laughs> do I?
0: <laughs> you mean I don't have to do wax on, wax
4: off or paint the fucking boards? Hell yeah, let's um, do it. So yeah, he's filling out the paperwork and uh, he gets a call from the corner and the corner says shark attack and they show him type
0: it in. What a great scene. So dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. He says the word summer gink. Do you know what that is? No. When does he say that? I was wondering if it was some kind of typo in my uh, subtitles. But yeah, he says that there's a summer gink coming down. I didn't know. Huh. huh. I don't know. So I like that they they realize you instantly have with this movie popping sticks over and over and over again so rapidly that I think that it really supplants the fact that it's a two-hour movie yeah, yeah. it's got a great escalation yeah he's already worried and then they go oh the Boy scouts are doing their merit badge we can't call out to them they're not there what do we do also Use I realized your cell I phone
1: dummy wait never <laughs> mind yeah in
0: 1974 <laughs> I realized I didn't say the runtime <clears throat> of the movie hour 124 what do you think easy breezy beautiful cover girl Just super easy hours. oh Super easy. Doesn't feel like it at all.
4: I think we all made the bad choice of starting it super late at night and we all stayed up and watched it all the way through
0: rather than just being like, oh, we'll stop because it's that good.
2: And wife did too.
4: Pulls
0: you in.
2: This is
4: the
0: first time my wife has stayed up past midnight in all of 2019.
1: And you know what's really great about it too is every time I watch it, there's not any certain part of the film where I'm just like, oh, this is boring. Like I just can sit there and watch it and I watch it all the way through and I'm fine right no matter how many times you watch it
4: yes i agree even like when they're in the boat comparing yeah comparing scars comparing scars yeah i'm
0: like that whole scene is great all i think about is rise against that song swing life where it was like let's compare scars i'll tell you who's is <laughs> always hated that line so much and to see it, like to watch it this movie and think of it i was like okay i don't hate this song as much because i like that scene it's so funny because it. That's like the first, the breaking of the tension with Hooper and Shaw it exactly. means so much.
4: Yeah, and it seems like they had really good chemistry during that scene.
0: Oh, for sure. It was so good. But they had great chemistry the whole thing, oh. but that's because Shaw fucked with him like yeah. a psychological madman, which is amazing. Right, right, right.
4: So Brody, uh, yeah, tells the deputy to go put up signs to close the beach. Brody goes to the beach and gets on a ferry to go... I, forget I think I talk. think
1: that doesn't the mayor actually kind of yeah. cut off the deputy first and say, "Hey, what the fuck? Yeah, where he's like, you what going? are you doing? Yeah." Uh,
4: and then they we drive could, onto the ferry. The mayor with a bunch of people that they don't really tell who you goons. are, except for the coroner. Yeah, is yeah. there?
0: They're all goons.
3: They're right. all just. Like, but they are you know,
4: definitely. I, mean, I don't, I
1: don't really so. understand what what entails like what a town mayor is like able or capable to do. I guess back then compared to now, I can imagine there's like some shit where like. If there's some like official police business going on, and a town mayor is like, "Oh, hey, what's going on over there?" You could be like, "Hey, fuck off! This isn't part of your investigation." <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Can we? Can I talk about one really small detail that I really enjoy? Mm-hmm. When Brody is sending the deputy to go make the signs that's clear the beach is closed, he specifically says, "Have Polly do the printing." Yes. And what I love about that is these people were stuck on this stupid set doing the same movie and the same stuff. And they kept improvising and adding details and adding details. And it's so integral because that's something that's completely added later. And it's such a nice thing to show a lived in world. Yes. You know, he knows his deputy who's good at certain things, but he can't ID a fucking body without crying and he can't print worth a shit. Yeah, I thought that was such a nice little detail. And I'm like, if, if this movie went off without a hitch, I really doubt you'd have something that nice.
4: Oh, I agree. It would have been like super quick and just passed right over all that good nuance. Sometimes
0: you appreciate the little minor details. Yes, I agree. Gotta stop and smell the flowers like a night of the Creeps.
4: But uh, from what you were saying, Brian, in the book, they do talk a lot about the mayor... Kind, kind of, of over, overstepping, yeah, overstepping Yeah, he's threatening Brody. Like, they're actually good friends and they've known each other for years. So it's like,
1: oh yeah, and especially because Brody right. grew up in the town. So it's like a small town. Exactly. And, he, to and he's together. saying, you
4: know what this town needs. You know, if you shut it down, it's right, going to be right. this. And also he says, like, you don't have the full right to close down the beach, like oh, you unless have to you have go like, the full of these, like civil, yeah, you have to yeah. go
1: through all these loopholes and right. you know, jump yeah, through yeah, these yeah. loops, I should say. Yeah, so,
4: and then he also threatens him in the book, saying like, "This will be your last." Like summer if you close the beach. Yeah. Because it's like an elected thing or something. In the book, Good old does he
0: wear a sweet ass jacket with anchors on it too? <laughs> no. Super jelly watching that. They, I wanted that they say so he's bad.
4: super physically fit and that he's a great swimmer. And I'm like, that is not the mayor from the movie. <laughs> <Nuh-uh>. <laughs> Same thing with Hooper, by the way. Hooper is supposed to be really tall and physically fit to where Brody's like, I don't even know if I could beat him up. And then he's like, Yeah, I could beat him up if it came down to experience. Where when Hooper gets off in the movie, you're like, Oh, hey, little guy. Hey, little fella. And he has his soft cute. hands. And this cute height, little so guy with the uh, with his <laughs> with his
1: fun little knitted fucking beanie on the top of his, his head. His toque. Yeah. Yes.
0: so from there. Oh yeah. And the coroner specifically when they corner him on the barge is like, I've officially changed my opinion. He she was not killed by a shark. She boating was killed accident. by a boating. Right. Come on. And he you said, fuck. you'll
4: swear to that or something. And he's like, yep. Boating accident. So dirty. So even Brody it. says, you'll back that up. And he's like, yep. So well, Spielberg
0: I- was super upset at one point because of the p- the pacing of the script and the fact that they had included the whole mafia subplot, which is why he was just like, no, fuck this. And he calls Carl Gottlieb to come in and redo it. He calls Carl while he's sitting there literally watering his flowers. He's Like, how quick can you get to Boston? And the guy's like, I could probably get there tomorrow. I don't know. Steve's like, no, you get here right now. I'll water your fucking flowers for the rest of my life. Come on. I need you on this. And because they'd worked together in the past, like he comes to buy, like what a weird life. Have you ever got like bought a ticket for a plane and gotten on on the same day in your life? No. Brian, I think if you did it now, they'd be like terrorist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My, my
1: wallet couldn't afford something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Same day. You Uh, only have so many (laughs)
4: kidneys to sell. (laughs) After that, they go to the beach scene where they didn't close the beach. Everyone's kind of happy, but uh, Brody is definitely paranoid. He keeps looking around at the beach, at the water, yeah. checking everything out. There's a couple like small little scares where someone tips over a girl in the water and he thinks
0: it's a shark. The one guy comes up to complain about his neighbors or whatever, and he looks over the shoulder and sees that. I really yeah, like that. Exactly. He's like, like, I can't constantly be bothered with any looking of over. your shit. This is a matter of life and death. Yes. All right. It's great. And it's just showing that his mind is not there. It's still on the shark. Well, and it's cool because the actually the mayor brings up a great point in the earlier scene that seems to resonate with everybody in this community. He says, you yell bar- Barracuda and people say, huh, what? You right. yell shark. Yeah, and we've got a panic true. on our hands. Yeah. And that and what, applies to everybody, the core members of the crew even, like because Hooper's not immune to it. Hooper has studied sharks and stuff his whole life, and even he's afraid. Yes. So it's a huge element to say like there is a certain mythos that follows this animal, but keep yep. going. For good reason.
4: Hell um, yeah! What's really
1: cool about that little scene as far as how distracted he is uh, while everybody's enjoying themselves on the beach is it plays into a little bit later on when... You had the lady who said like, oh yeah, is it, it's true that you knew about this girl who got killed beforehand and you didn't say anything. So he's like wrestling through that in his brain. Like, oh man, I have a duty to do and I'm a uh, duty right? and I'm not doing it.
4: Right. In the book, he is the only one that is really worried and he gets shut down and they also throw him under the bus <laughs> in the book yep. where they're like, he gets a lot of the blame for not closing the beach. But anyway... So this leads to the next scene where you also get the tagline for that production company. That's one bad hat, Harry. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) super small.
0: (laughs) Chad brought it up and I urban dictionary bad hat, Harry. And I was like, and apparently it's a polite way of saying, holy shit. And it's also Brian Singer's company. Ooh, Brian Singer. Ooh. All I remember is watching TV and it like always coming on
4: with the little cartoon that was added with. Oh, cool. Anyway, then a boy gets eaten.
0: This, this is, is the boy I mentioned who he was in charge originally of diving under the water. Right. And holding his breath. The problem being that he kept kicking his legs up to get underwater. Right. So they had all of the fake blood. and It would take about an hour for it to dissipate entirely. So after the second try, they're like, fuck you, little kid. And they had two <laughs> divers underneath. They'd hold his legs. They'd push him up and they'd pull him down. That's why it's a directly vertical thing. And then they finally pull him down. They give him the oxygen. They let the gallons of fake blood and the pressurized right. air flow. But Could you imagine is, like how fucking annoyed you'd be as like a trained <laughs> professional? Like, <"Gah."> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is also where you kind of see partial
4: shark where it's like a big fin that kind of flops underwater or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, again, you still, it's very mysterious because you only see like the fin kind of flop over. The kid goes under and then oh, people. Oh, and he eats a dog. Yeah, yeah. The dog was missing. The collar. That's, that's like the lead into it where a dog swimming in the water, ch- chasing a stick. And he's like, the guy's like, hey, whatever the yeah, dog's then name is. and you just see the stick floating. Right.
0: That's it. Oh, yeah. it's the, the collar too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no blood on the collar, so I was like, maybe he gets away. <laughs> maybe he's the one who wises up and is like, fuck yeah. y'all, there's sharks yeah. in his waters. More yeah. often than not, it's not the case. I would really like, let's do this. If you're <laughs> an artist and you're out there and you need something to do. I want John Wick versus the shark. And it's John Wick's <laughs> dog that disappears.
1: I just imagine the dog surfing on top of the, sh- the shark. You know, a Like a little... buddy cop movie. Like yeah. They have a mystery to solve. Exactly. Hell exactly.
0: yeah. I'd watch Homeward Bounds meets Jaws. <laughs> okay. So, and Chad's um... like, fuck your dumb crossovers. <laughs> yeah. I have shit to say. Let's move on. <laughs> I love. Wait, did you guys notice when Brody's yelling,
2: everybody out of the water.
0: He doesn't get more than a foot, like an ankle into the water. Yes. I love that. It's so consistent with everything else. He does not at all go in that water. Right.
4: Yeah. Hooper makes fun of him for it later, too, just like saying a guy that's terrified of water lives on an island. And yeah, it's quite strange, but it's like a great character uh, issue.
0: Yeah. Well, he also, it wasn't his bright idea to move to this town for himself. The wife even mentions the crime rates and all these things they were worried about in New York. And they're saying that you are never escaping fear. Fear will always exist. Here is a fucking giant dinosaur right. creature. You're going to be afraid. There's always something there,
1: right? Yeah. And I feel like uh, th- there is. There's one time, one time or another, where she even mentioned something like, uh, "Are we
0: packing up, I'm going back to New York?"
1: And yeah. he's like, "Nah, we're staying here, right?" So it almost seems like there Cause he was says
0: some home because she says home, New York. Yeah. And he says no, yeah. here. So
1: right. So you can tell there's there's definitely some conversations that were said. You know off camera or you know privately between themselves
4: so. yes from there we go to the town meeting where they all meet in like a courtroom or something they got three
0: thousand dollar bounty and cash a check <laughs> i love the lady who's like i don't think that's very funny at all yes it reminds me of my grandmother yes <laughs>
4: And it's funny because, like, the first question the one of that la- that same lady asks is, like, well, are you going to close the beach? Right. And she's so all it's mad. like
1: it's like contradictory. Right. Of, of, and it's yeah. also,
0: hey, well, she's the hotel owner. So she's very selfishly, like, murdered. I need money. Yeah.
1: Or two people I need are just money. Eating. I mean, these people <laughs> are basically swimming fucking meat sickles out yes. in the fucking ocean. But. They're paying their fucking, you know, the room fees. So let's
0: keep it open. Yeah. It shows the selfishness. Like she here she is balking at somebody making a quip about it. And yet she's commoditizing people who are shark food. Exactly. I think it's great because not everybody in this movie is very clean. Yeah.
1: I mean, think about it like it's like uh, essentially the mountain town getting terrorized by like grizzly bear that just like fucking kills people and they're like well are we shutting down the slopes
0: <laughs> yeah. or are we keeping these motherfuckers going dude <laughs> yeah. hold on you remember ski free I want to see a horror movie about that abominable snowman that would eat you if you went too far to one side you know what I'm talking about no
4: yeah where you, it's like, like, t-rex grabs thing? you yeah. like yeah 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 dude <laughs> I would
0: pay so much money to see that that's awesome okay so we need to make it <laughs>
4: <laughs> the town um, is all talking, and Brody kind of tells them what they're going to do. This is the first time you get info that Hopper will be coming because they said they called someone, uh, yeah, they brought like a in scientist. Some kind of uh, I don't know what they said. An was, ocean? They called that ocean uh, whatever. I don't know if it's it oceanographer, but it kind of sounds right, yeah, something, like that. something along the lines. Of. And then you get that.
1: It's so good. It's so good because that gets Nails on the chalkboard. That gets played on so many reference. Yes. So many different things. And it has nothing to do with Jaws. It's <laughs> just the this is how I'm going to stop you guys from talking. Right. right? So well, everyone's it's just, yelling, it's yelling and It's the Quint character yeah.
0: reference. But people don't know just Quint. They don't even realize Right. Right. I feel like even, this thing.
1: even right. like uh, there's there has to have been one episode on The Simpsons where it's like the janitor. Right, where well, they all be talking or something, and he's just right, like fucking right. does something. It's
0: the sea like captain that. has done that too, if I'm not mistaken. The yeah. guy who has the the pipe.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes
0: sense. That makes sense. But I mean, they've done it on SpongeBob. There's all sorts of stuff, and it's it's you can tell you've done an iconic performance when you're parodied parody, not the thing you're in. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Did anybody parody fuck all from Star Wars? Like as far as a singular character went, or was it all story related? As far as I can recall, can't think of really anything that wasn't story related. This is. I mean, I, I've i been singing the goddamn Spanish women's song for two days now because I think that Robert Shaw did such a great job.
4: Yes, although I wouldn't know what he was singing unless the subtitles were on. Oh, for sure. Well, he's working on an accent with a very subtle accent on top of it, so. Yes, and this is also where Quint gives his famous line. Are you going to do it, Jake?
0: Uh-huh. Right here, this one. Want to get drunk and fool around? No, that's actually Brody's wife. <laughs> For ten thousand dollars you'll get the head i'll tell you the whole damn thing perfect i did it i'd okay. cast you <laughs> i
2: would
3: too
0: pay After me the money
2: motherfuckers
3: <laughs> half now
0: ha- okay but what is it three thousand dollars to catch it or ten thousand to kill it and he, then he ends up getting what is two hundred dollars a day regardless and, and then he says something like, a, something? Yeah, like yeah,
1: a yeah like a, a a basket of fucking peach nops
0: or peach <laughs> bourbon or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what alcohol <laughs> I don't is. Know. I'm, I'm so redundant. You drink as much as I do.
3: Jake's we gotta like, rely Jake's on this like this guy over here. Is
4: it mead? Is, is that still a thing? <laughs> uh, so uh, then we go to two guys using uh, chains and hooks with raw meat. We're talking about how to... this scene reminds
0: me so much of Godzilla 1998. It
4: does, oh, because it's, so it's like, it,
0: it's the same thing. I, that movie has fatal flaws, but that is a killer intro to the character or the yes, creature.
4: Yes, I agree. But they tie the chains to the dock.
1: Thinking the dock's going to stop the shark.
4: Right. From, and know. so basically Jaws takes the meat and uh, tears the dock apart. Both men fall into the water. You get like a small little chase where the I mean, dock a, turns around in the water.
1: Like totally, Which like, is so uh, cute. Like, yeah.
4: it's just showing the motion of the shark because they don't have the sharks they still don't show it a little
1: throwback to uh, the movie that you guys just covered Uh, I mean that's kind of like a high tension point of the film right there right even though it was just a brief blip of a guy
0: swimming back to shore this shows you how generationally things change because think of the 90s the era that brought you movies like Surf Ninjas if this happens in that movie, you have one of the fishermen on that chunk of dock being like, "Whoa!" and then it's like, right. "Yeah." <laughs> so I'm really glad that this was in the 70s, right? Yeah. I and think one it, of the
4: guys gets pulled a little bit out, Um, and then you know he swims back, and you get like a really close scare where I you think, it's think he's going to be eaten. It's but, a
1: really cool shot to show just how powerful the shark is by right. dragging the dock right, and yeah. you're like, "Fuck!" Like yeah. it's not only did he pull the dock and everything apart but he also had enough strength to turn around and drag it back to the shore
0: yes so both guys make it safely back to land quick question he says it's his wife's holiday roast you think that they're gonna have a roast on the 4th of July what kind of fucking weird (laughs) communists do that I'm a vegan and I know that you eat hot dogs and hamburgers (laughs) hot dogs (laughs) which are German where's our American food you fucks
4: Then people from all over uh, come to hunt the shark. So they show a bunch of people trying to get onto boats and buying equipment, and there's just a ton of stuff around the docks going on. This is
0: where Hooper arrives. Hell yeah, Hoopa, Hoopa. And there's a guy putting dynamite in his boat. (laughs) He's like, short shorts is like, he's like, no, no, you cannot do that. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's insane. So then he thinks that like Hooper, Hoopa Hoopa is just like hired help and he's like hey tell those guys they're overloading that boat.
4: Yeah, which is so weird too because he's just some random dude. He's like hey tell them to get off the boat. And then tell like a whole bunch of men <laughs> Yeah, and they could beat the fucking 5 foot 4
0: man. All those guys essentially
1: essentially just went like this.
0: Yep. That's a <laughs>
4: masturbating uh signal that Brian just Like did. a oh, off.
0: masturbating is in like baiting the shark. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, and then like minutes later he's hey, like where is that expert? Go, he's like go, oh I'm Go here. fuck yourself, huh? <laughs> You chow ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So the oh, so all those guys were local, like actors, and so the the line, you know, when he's like, "Dad, do you know where there's a good restaurant or hotel?" He goes, "Yeah, straight ahead, straight
4: ahead into the ocean." Ad lib. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's great. It's
0: fun because he, he, Stephen's people, were just like, "Do what you would do," and he's like, "All right." They all had like this really great chemistry. I thought that was like. It's one of the cool things about this movie as well. Is some of the characters are so like organic, yeah. Like, absolutely. Uh, what is it, uh, Kirst- Kirstener Kentner? Kenned- yeah, Kintner is the lady who slaps him in the face, right? She does a great job, yes. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So then they establish that Hoopa is the actual shark expert, right? And when they're talking, the deputy is like, um. You know, boss, there are people from Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey. Like this is a thing. People want this money. Right. This isn't just local idiots. Like we don't, ha- it's, we're out of our depth here.
4: Yes. In the book, people come from all over just to even see the shark too. So it's kind of weird because like, oh, the beaches have to be open. Yet tons of people are still coming to the place just to see the shark. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Hooper says that he needs to go examine the first body. So they go to the morgue and it didn't look much like a morgue though, but whatever. Yeah. It's a dock. <laughs> it looked like a, yeah, Just like a dock.
1: Well, is this, this is after the fact though, where they initially see the, the tiger shark being strung up, right?
4: No, that's after.
1: Oh, cause they want to inspect the body first. Yes. That's how they get the jaw size. Oh, because because yeah, the okay. fishermen are
4: getting yeah. ready yeah. to the go. It's not right. right. the they body of the shark. Yeah. It's the body
0: of the girl. Yeah. Right. It's okay. very yeah, yeah. silence of the lambs when they're doing the autopsy on the girl. They right, fight. right, right. Right.
4: Yeah. So it's great because
0: Hooper basically says Oh, and he has the giant tape recorder on his hip. Did yeah. you notice that? <laughs> so cute. It's uh, just like in Lethal Weapon when Danny Glover has his fucking cell phone that's like a briefcase because <laughs> it goes in the car. Right. Oh god. I'm surprised I'm surprised Hooper isn't eating a fucking
1: ham sandwich. As he's doing the, like, autopsy. No,
4: it's great because they show that he's, like, freaked out the whole time. No,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. It's just something that's, like, a running thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the coroner's, yeah, normally, <laughs> like, oh, Well, in and they, Night of the creep, it, so he also eats
1: and everything. Else. They put right, it on right.
0: the fucking body. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Plays it right on the boob. Just, yeah, it's great. Anyway.
0: You said the word boob, and I was on, I bait, <laughs> waiting on bated breath for what you'd say next. You said boob, and I was like. I was just visualizing
4: <laughs> where I'd put the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so basically hooper says that the corner is a dipshit. Yeah, he's like
0: yeah. there's no fucking way this <laughs> he's is, like, boating this is accident. not a boating accident <laughs> well, this is a shark and it's a massive shark this scene is so integral because when he sees the tiger shark later he's like that bite radius is possibly it but I am not comfortable saying it's like it's not
1: 100% so I can't definitively tell you that this is the shark which is
0: great because it's evidence based and you still
1: have the the mayor being a dick it's not like whoa no
0: right
4: and that's the very next scene even
1: I mean and it also kind of plays into just the small town kind of vibe where they're like
4: oh this is it
1: right this has got to be it this is the shark and everybody's like yeah you got it you know it's like it's not just like a small group of people that catch this shark. And then there's another small crowd over here. That's like, mm, I don't know about that. Everybody's buying into it. It's
0: you that know? mob right. mentality. Exactly. Want that thing. And, yeah, then and that's Oscar, the shark, which is so sad as a little <laughs> vegan boy. I don't like it.
4: And that's the next scene is where all the fishermen are out on the
0: boats and they're just throwing all this uh, chum out, chum out and firecrackers in the water. And, and there's like a, a traffic jam. I didn't even know that right. these boats would have like little meat, meat horns. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so then they catch a tiger shark, bring it to shore. Brody
0: poses with it because he's even like,
4: yeah. yeah well, he's well, so happy because he's don't... like, this is the end of my problems. I
1: also uh, think that you know, in my mind, I imagine he also has doubts just because he's with Hooper the entire time during the investigation with the autopsy and stuff. So he knows he's like, oh, okay, well, this is a massive shark. Like he's probably along the same lines. Like, okay, well, this could possibly be it. But well, the, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, for sure. Show him, but he's they not show him let extremely
4: on. happy. But then Hooper was like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, and pulls him aside. He's like, uh, "He's like, this could be the shark, but it's not. It's probably not." Right. And he's like, "What are you talking about? Look at that thing. It's huge." And he's like, "Yeah, it's too small." Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> and then I don't, they,
1: delayed, uh, but. don't they talk to the uh the mayor yes right? the mayor and they say, walks up while they're
4: talking and, and they they're say like, this hey is you know,
1: we don't know if this is it we kind of want right. to cut open the stomach just to see and he's like well i don't want you to fucking open up this belly and have everybody see a dead kid in there right
0: he didn't so want a like, dead boy to flop out it's such floor. a good justification for what is clearly like a guy covering his own ass exactly right
1: i was gonna say because he he kind of has a feeling that this isn't the shark either but he's right. like, but this is a good excuse for me to keep this shit open. So,
0: and so this is where the mother comes up and slaps him. I just found out that the girl got killed here last week, and you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. That's the exact quote. Yeah, I really like it because you know he's proven right, but he's also the you know being persecuted for it. Right, <laughs> he's right. the martyr for what you know. So he, it's like a, a twofold. I, I won. But I lost at great cost. That old double-edged yes. sword. And in
4: the in the book, it's a it's deals with like the newspaper because they basically are writing articles about this whole thing, and you get that whole aspect where
0: he's getting thrown under the bus even though he's the one pushing to close right the beach. The next scene is so redeeming because this guy you already feel bad for, and he goes home and he sees his son, and that's where the mimic scene takes place. Right, and it's so great because it's immediately humanizing. It's super brief. It's not long in the tooth. It means a lot and then it shows his impetus goes even beyond clearing his name. It goes beyond saving these people. It's family too when right. his son is jeopardized. I think that's right, right. such good writing.
4: Which I also love that when Hooper shows up because this is where you first get the real bonding between him and Hopper. Yeah. Because Hopper makes a joke where he's he's like drinking, he's super sad and Hopper's like, how was your day? Yeah. <laughs> and they both just kind of start laughing and joking. I'm sorry. Hoopa! Oh, sorry, Hooper. Hoopa. Nope. Hoopa. Hoopa. Hoopa.
0: It's kind of like King Koopa. But yes. which is, uh What is it, Dennis Hopper? Yeah, which that's is probably that's why probably Chad why said saying saying it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, um, <laughs> but I love what. So let's talk about this. Hoopa shows up in the house with a red and a white the meal is already over and he's like i didn't know what you're cooking and then he just steals his leftovers he's he's like
1: like, you guys done with that (laughs) all right cool and just fucking goes to town but if you
4: imagine he got to the island he starts this investigation right off the bat he doesn't even have like a hotel yet he went to the morgue did the investigation saw the tiger shark i mean he has been going 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 and they're like this is the first time where he sat down to probably eat
0: i like to think that he was still like a grad student or whatever and he changed his major and became the doctor from what about Bob after this movie? And he's like, I'm never going out there. Again. And that's why it's so important to the doctor that his kid learns how to swim.
4: Yes. But he has that like um, personality
0: where he's just, I don't know, angry all the time. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I I sympathize with Richard Dreyfuss so much, especially when he gets like finicky and his voice is talking really fast and high like uh, mine. I don't know if you've ever listened to this show before, but I'll tell you now. <laughs> So, during this... um Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, go ahead. This is where they establish Rogue Shark. And I think there's even a shark movie called The Rogue. I think that might have been from this. Is this could where,
1: be. They also say something like a uh, territoriality. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes.
0: Because then they do the autopsy of Oscar the tiger shark.
4: Yes. He says, let's go cut open the shark. But have you ever seen the movie Orca?
0: I've mm-hmm. seen the poster for it. I actually wrote oh a list God. of all of the like, rip-off movies that came after this. And oh my God, we could do a whole it's, month of them. But that movie... It's pretty good and it's very bloody and very violent. But
4: anyway, let's continue. Nice. (laughs) So yeah, they go cut open the shark, tear out a bunch of stuff, license plate, and like an old fish. Yeah, and nothing. Nobody. No boy. Don't
0: you want nobody?
4: (laughs) Don't you need
0: (laughs) so let's see. So then he gets the sonar. They find Bed Gardner's boat. This is oh in yeah, that's the where he says, Van "Hey, we're pool. going out.
1: We're going out on the on, you know, in the ocean." And he's like, "Wait, right now?" He's like, "Yeah, dude, it's a yep. fucking night
0: predator. So now's a good time." So that's in the editor of the film's pool in Van Nuys. Oh, they that's made a, fun. A replica boat bottom in the driveway. Put it in the head. Plops off. They filmed the whole thing, and then that head was in Steven Spielberg's office for years. Went missing reappeared on the set of The Walking Dead in a fish tank
3: in one scene <laughs> that he saw so was like
0: what
4: the fuck yeah that's so crazy that he even went missing like I think it's so crazy thing. that
0: he prop thievery is a serious thing man. I feel oh, yeah. like it's so crazy that he
1: just after so many years is just like that looks familiar right after all <laughs> yeah. of the things that he's worked on he's like
3: Hmm. Well, yeah, but that was talking. one of
0: the first like big ones. In but, yeah. the Omen, when Doctor Dickhead gets his cut off, head cut off, he always talked about the fact his ex wife got it in their divorce. That's pretty good. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. I don't, I hope that that's not a joke. I hope that she was that vindictive and was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the head. He's like he automatically knows. He's like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> and she took that story uh, or the book How to Get a Head in Life literally. Mm, <laughs> I like it. I, I like it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> They caution the mayor. They talk about the territorial nature of it. Talk about swimming patterns. They talk about the size of the tooth. What's the problem with the tooth, Chad? He drops it. Because he's a scared little bitch. Yep. Drops I say head flow to me. I head the butt the head and I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. But he's like, "Wee." And drops the two. Yeah,
4: I do like the speech about the graffiti part where he's like, just look at that graffiti. It's to scale.
0: And I was so like, good. oh, that's
1: good. It, this, the graffiti is amazing. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's the it's same so girl who's like welcoming them to Amity. But Dude, I would have just
0: fucking left it. They're like, oh, ah, yeah. just keep it. For there's sure. had help shark and then there's a giant <laughs> fin in the water behind her because it's just a, a poster of a woman swimming, which it, it nods back and harkens to the poster, which I think is a great tie-in. You're seeing these familiar themes over and over again. Yeah, yeah.
1: you know, I... The town mayor just keeps on reiterating how important it is to keep the everything open yes. for the town to survive, right? And then you're like, okay, I get it. Small town, they're they're really in for tourism. And he's like, oh yeah, well, um, how about this? Does he say something like, uh, you know, there's gonna be a lot of ruckus going on on land, so why don't you guys fucking police what happens? On land and leave the beach to whatever happens right
0: yes and then they go out of that the frantic calling frenzy right where they're like national guard i need your help superman aquaman right seaman so he (laughs) the mayor
4: decides and i guess brody kind of goes with it is not to close the beach for fourth of july so they have lots of boats lots of helicopters oh
0: to quote the character from last action hero Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everyone's trying their best to Can we also talk about this? Sorry, catch Chad. shark. cutting you off. This is serious <laughs> business. We need to talk about it. That Killer Shark arcade game looks fucking badass for 1975. Yeah. It's a light gun game. I'm like, damn, that was I would want that now. Yeah. So if you find one, go ahead and buy it. We'll put it in the studio. <laughs> uh we we'll right use all next, that right sweet, next to the sexy uh, Patreon money we got. <laughs> yeah, right next to that
1: contra arcade game that, we,
4: oh, that we're gonna get. Yeah
1: maybe some uh, uh was it uh, metal slug
0: hell yeah yeah <laughs> I, I want play some metal slug. Uh, Marvel versus capcom dude i oh i have that on my dreamcast you want to get real dude I'm. you want to put our, our friendship in jeopardy we'll <laughs> play Let's some power stone stop motherfucker this podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to wake my family up screaming at you boys boys but you don't boys. have the same we love got idea. A podcast to finish come on guys
3: <laughs> oh fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you do you honestly think you could beat me without cable Do you honestly, with a straight face, think that you can do that?
4: Probably not, because I haven't played it since. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Dude, he's so broken. His finishing move is like, you can't escape it. But anyway, we'll move on. We'll continue this with our other podcast
4: about video games. Oh, we're making... Fuck, I'm so busy. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a bunch of people. Crazy Beach. Everyone's having fun. Life's a beach. Um, Dig it. Brody... What do we call him, Shorts. Shorts, Shorts. Shorts asks uh, his son to go to the pond instead of out into, like, the big open ocean, which it's still connected. Old ladies go to the pond. Right. And he's like, just do it for me. And so he goes to the pond. On his little schooner. Yes. And we see a fin rise up and swimming around a lot of the people on the beach. And everyone panics. And this is probably one of the funniest scenes everyone panicking and like coming out of the water is just great. Uh, old man, like throws two kids off of a life raft and, and then pops starts on and starts paddling away. on
3: it. <laughs> but he's so fat.
4: He's
0: not going any faster. He's just yeah. kind of floundering. Yeah. Which is awesome.
1: I'm pretty sure you see like, an old fogey laying on his yes. stomach like halfway in the water. Like he's halfway stomped out. on out. And they're just like dragging him. <laughs> like you just see like an old lifeless body get dragged up onto the Yeah, they the show like half
4: <laughs> his face under the water. Like people are like just <laughs> cro- like stepping on him. It's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: Which is and cool though. I mean, it, it sells the panic. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, this is after the mayor comes up and confronts the guy Larry about not going in the water and like completely guilts him into even going in. And you could see that hesitation on his face with the grandkids. Yeah, and they get even, even the right, entire way,
1: the entire time them going out into the ocean, you see like his wife and she's just like, this is yeah, fucking crazy. Worried, like, like what are we doing?
0: This is a bad idea, Larry. <laughs> like, but- <laughs>
1: The epitome of like a guilt trip right now. Like, yes, that <laughs> she's getting stomped and she's like, "You're
0: killing me, Larry." <laughs> oh god, Sealy sir to Spring Air, motherfuckers. We're not endorsed by them, dude. I can't. <laughs> there's gonna be somebody who's listening, to like Kazakhstan, who's like, "What the fuck is a Spring Air?" <laughs> so, so where does the fucking shark actually go? Because two dill hole kids with snorkels when they get caught and there's the guns pointed at them. That's so cute. Because it's it's all, this is the Spielsbergian, this is the safe kid humor that he does in all of his movies. Right. But it's the first time. It's a lot of fun. Because honestly, if you saw the shark fin and you're really legitimately concerned as a shark, you're shooting that fucking thing. But in this, it's fun.
4: Yes. Yeah. It works out. It's kind of funny. If they shot children, it would be a little (laughs) bit uh,
0: weird. It'd be a little funny, but I mean, for all all the wrong reasons. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so forgiving in this. Like Captain Marvel, there's a scene where it's Nick Fury and some lady, or Rublo. The best friend and they're holding the weird monster cat and the fucking Kree guys they run halfway down a hallway to get killed by the cat monster and I'm like you had a gun her gun wasn't working why didn't you shoot them it's so I was so mad but then in this I'm like oh it's so cute those kids got this <laughs> right I am so contradictory as a person I don't know maybe oh, well. I'm sexist and that's why I didn't like a movie that objectively was bad and everybody agreed with me was bad
2: yeah Hot take from Jake. <laughs> so, anyway. we make a
0: jingle? Jake's hot take? I never realized that my name rhymed with hot take. Oh, very all good. Right.
2: Hot takes with
4: Jake. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. So, um, then we go to after everyone's like, oh my God, it's just two kids. You this is ridiculous. The, you have
1: the poor famished girl. Yeah. Who's like, been the girl like that laying, can't scream. She's been laying out <gasps> in the sun all day. <laughs> Shark,
4: Shark in the pond. And uh, Shorts is like, what now? Uh, and his wife comes up and goes, Michael's in the pond. And then he starts walking a little faster, running. And then when they get there, you this is like where you get a first glimpse of at least the head of the shark.
0: I got faked out because the wife mime, or mouths to shorts and she says, Michael's in the pond. And then she says, I've got Sean. And Sean just runs off and she's not there. But then you see Sean is safely on the water doing a sandcastle and his brother's behind. and They're trying to figure out their right. knots for the schooner. Yes. At all. So this this nice dude who doesn't give off the stranger danger vibe is like, "Hey, you boys need some help?" <laughs> yeah, comes up uh-huh. in his little boat. Yeah, and then tips over, and then
4: they tip over too. From what's really cool about the that, wake or the shark, I what, don't know which. That, one.
1: What's really cool about that shot, at least for me, is uh, you get to see the perspective or the diff the size of the shark compared to the boat that the guy's on. Yes, right? it's like wider than his fucking boat that he is on. Yeah, so it's really cool.
4: Yeah, and so basically the shark just
0: tears him a new
1: one. You see a fucking leg fall on the ground.
0: Yeah, oh, one of the things I really liked was the deputy uh, fucking around because he's like on—he's actively looking for the shark, but he's on the radio, so he's looking away from the ocean. And then you see the, the fin dip out in the water. I was like, "Ooh, that's so nice." Yeah, I love those little things where, like, less is more sometimes.
4: Right. Well, there's even like a bridge that goes over where the pond part is. And the shark swims through it, and then Brody comes over it and is trying to go to his son Michael, and it's just that whole scene is like really pretty sweet.
0: Roy Schneider doing his own stunts, jumping off that fucking bridge. It's yeah, dope. yeah, right, totally, and anky. totally cool. So from there, <laughs> oh, the kid's safe. He's just in shock, right? Yep. I they, hate that though. I hate go,
4: people being in shock. In
1: right, hospital, right. They pick him up like the next day, right at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. They and take him like, to
4: the hospital Can and you give me some cards. And this is where mag? you. Have shorts confront the mayor, yeah, right. and he's like, We're hey, not listen, gonna take it. <laughs> did you
1: guys notice that um the mom was like, uh, hey, do you do you want ice cream? He's like, coffee. Did
0: you hear that? Yeah I was and like, far as cars. I'm like, how are you a child asking for cars and then coffee at the same time?" <laughs> good I'm for like, you man you want coffee or ice cream like what maybe the maybe coffee fuck? flavored ice cream Cause coffee, I used to get coffee flavored, flavored maybe remember fender benders in
1: 1993 yeah I remember like uh, was it mocha almond fudge yeah uh, like a coffee flavored ice cream
0: they still have so delicious of that but I've moved on to bigger and better things not gonna endorse anything specifically not a moo or <laughs> salt and straw <laughs> Jesus Chad are you going to salt and straw tomorrow when do you go to the California adventure I am now Fuck yeah, (laughs) I might see you there. My nose pressed up against the glass, salivating. Literally a flavor of vegan ice cream that has dandelions in it. And it's the best thing I've ever had. It's good. You remember the scene in Patch Adams where the old lady's there with the noodles? And she's like, dude!
4: No, no. Yeah, with
0: her swimming. That was her wish or whatever. Yep. I would swim in that fucking ice cream. <laughs> all right. It'd be so sticky though. I
4: used to work at Baskin Robbins and the one in Glendora. I remember
0: oh. when you used to work at Baskin Robbins. Great forearms
4: though because of all the scooping.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, just because the the sco- just because <gasps> of the scooping, exactly. I'll yeah. give you some I was going to say mocha almond fudge, but if you're come look like that, oh, you need yeah, to see problems. a doctor yeah. real quick. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> Okay. Um, so
4: then they convince the mayor to sign the contract to hire Quint, but only because his kids were at the
0: beach. Which, fuck that. Yeah, guy. that, okay. that really I, I was talking nonsense, to Chad. But,
4: but the whole time he's muttering, saying like, "Oh, I, like basically he's muttering on how to." spin it so it's not his problem right i was
1: yeah. talking to chad about this and he's just contradicting himself the entire time yeah. he's like we yeah. gotta keep this shit open but my kids were on the beach you asshole but right. uh you know and you're like what the fuck You whatever you got to tell yourself to make it feel like yes you're not the bad guy
0: so then it cuts to quint who's got the contract they, they're toasting with his moonshine do you remember the toast that he gives no no no, no i don't i love it here's to swimming with bow-legged women oh. <laughs> That's so good.
2: <laughs> girl, <you> make <laughs>
0: yeah so then i just wrote oh, and then he calls uh great whites porkers <laughs> i
3: was like this
0: is it's a porker because it's eating human flesh you insensitive prick right
1: and i like how it went from uh only being a ten thousand dollar bounty to uh two hundred dollars a night per uh regardless if i catch it or not yeah. plus i don't know the
0: three thousand dollars initially it's brandy I, my is my ignorant peach brandy. Yeah. My ignorant straight yeah. edge ass didn't know brandy from uh, is Schnapps. it peach
1: mead? Is it uh is that what they drink
0: these days? Is <laughs> it <laughs> fire water? <laughs> oh. Isn't it weird we have a racist term for an intangible thing or an inanimate object rather? Uh so this is this shows you where Brody's at. His wife's like did you have your Dramamine? Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, he's so ill prepared She's like, it's for not, this. yeah. And she's
4: kind of like, it's not your job to go out on the water. There's other people that can kind of do it.
0: Yeah. He's like, I don't have time for your shit, lady. <laughs> I gotta go vomit off the side of this boat. Yeah. I like,
1: I, I kind of like uh, the little f- thing he says to her before he gets on the boat. She's like, what do you want me to tell the kids? Go fish, Gone fishing. fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like so many people, have uh, used that excuse for not going fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing like some like very like not legal yeah. things, and they're like, ah, "I'm
4: going fishing." I just <laughs> imagine him being like, "I'm gonna go out for cigarettes," and then he never comes back.
0: fourteen oh eight. Yeah. <laughs> um so then so then they make this the a seasick guy do the chumming <laughs> yes. which is awesome oh
1: yeah yeah that's but great
0: i mean i guess he would probably get over Especially it or you're not like like he a- pours a bunch of old spice onto a rag yeah. and it's like chloroforming himself with it to get through <laughs> it but then later on by the next day he's like fuck this just right. get it over be fine. Side.
1: but i love it how he even like is kind of bitching to quinn about it and quinn's like oh Hoopa's up there fucking controlling the boat. <laughs> Who the fuck's gonna be
0: chumming? <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the water. Well, oh, what's great. So, this is a great establishing scene for Hooper, Hoopa, and the salty sea captain's relationship. Reason being, Robert Shaw fucked with Richard Dreyfus so fucking bad through the production of this that, like, Richard Dreyfus lost his mind like for instance he would say he was like soft and he was weak and he was like you can't do 20 push-ups and he's like i could do 20 push-ups he's okay tomorrow you're gonna come here you do 20 push-ups and dreyfus is like i was so in my own head i couldn't do 20 push-ups it was all (laughs) because this man like fucked with me so bad and so years later after shaw died his granddaughter came and met richard dreyfus and was like i never got to know my grandfather what was he like and sure enough, he had these great fond things to say about him, even though he had made his life a living hell, because look at how much better the movie is, right? because of Quint slams a beer, crushes the can, and then Hooper does the same thing with his plastic water cup, because he's this, it's a symbol, I love it. It's a great scene, love it.
1: Yeah, it it, uh, eventually worked out, and it kind of reminded me of, uh, this has (laughs) nothing to do with it at all, I guess, but like, you know when it comes to you wanting to be the best in like whatever craft you do, you look at like people who are in like wrestling and you go and you wrestle some kid who is like fucking 10 times better than you and then you just get your ass beat over and over again and you're like, this I don't know what this is doing because it isn't, I'm not getting any better. But you're so used to wrestling somebody that's that much better than you that anybody else that you wrestle and you're like, wow, I can beat the shit out of this person. I don't know, I see it as like the same thing. Yeah, does, does that make sense? Like it's like he he is going and, and dealing with Quinn the entire time who's kind of being an asshole, but at the end of the day it ended up making him better.
0: and yeah, it made him a better actor. His experience was so much stronger, too. I mean just imagine that. Like that's method acting at a huge level. Yeah. They move on. They're oh yeah, there's a foreshadowing of the ending because the compressed air like topples over and Richard Drive is like, you fool, it'll explode. So
4: Yeah, but uh, there is a scene where shorts is actually looking through a book and it shows an air tank in a shark's mouth like way before he even gets on the boat. So there's
0: even that like foreshadowing. That book was gnarly with people all chewed up and everything. Yes. So then there's a shot from under the boat or excuse me, they get the look at it. The shark is hooked on the line with piano wire. It swims under the boat. Hooper's like, "Nah, it's a tuna, it's a swordfish, it's a stingray, and the line snapped and it's been cut." And so he's like, "Oh, this is a fucking this is a snap, like you asshole." <laughs> and uh, so then it cuts to them just waiting because they've missed this opportunity, and Hooper's just sitting there playing solitaire. And at 1 hour 21 minutes this is the first sighting, "You're going to need a bigger boat." Later on he says, "We are going to need a bigger boat." But initially your so when you see all those mer- merchandising things that say we're, I don't know. I like the original <laughs> line. I like you're going to need a bigger boat because it's they're still not comrades yet, they're comrades through combat, not comrades just by default.
4: Yes, I actually enjoy that too. I agree.
0: So it's funny because they establish his 25 footer, and then later on, he keeps asking, We're gonna need a bigger boat, right? Uh. So <laughs> it's fun, like it becomes a comedic reef, but the tense yep. line is the one I, like. yes. So you get a fun shot of Quint on the bow swaying with the crappy wrought iron. I, I really like that scene. It, it's framed very nicely and and you can see the vastness of the ocean behind him, which is really impressive. So th- from there, there is a scene where they're under the area doing comparing of the scars. And so Brody it is noticeably in the back. He looks at his stomach when nobody else is looking as though to be looking at his own scar, but you never see or hear anything more Yeah, that's why
1: I was kind of confused. Like, maybe I missed something. Did they mention anything? No.
4: No, they didn't mention anything, but I'm also wondering if it was a little bit like he just doesn't have anything and he can't contribute at all. And he's like, oh.
2: uh, yeah. Uh, It just
1: seems like it plays into why he doesn't like being on water, right? right? Because they don't explain that at all. And then he just kind of references to it or looks at his stomach and you're like, okay, maybe something happened.
0: Yeah, and it'd be a weird scene to cut. Right. And this part, the shark starts hitting the boat. The lantern falls, starts the fire. All pandemonium's going off. Brody gets the gun, and you see a shooting star over his head, which that was very interesting. I don't know all of the nautical symbolism to it, but there's something yeah. good there. Right. Isn't is it right about now
1: where uh, <laughs> Brody's like, this is
0: fucking crazy. I'm
1: going to go call for help,
0: right? Yeah, and then this is where Quint goes absolutely nuts and destroys the radio, which is like, what? But it's kind of Cortez burning the ships upon Blair. Yeah, it, it was
1: uh, reminiscent for me. I mean, this is comparing this amazing movie to a shitty movie, but Blair Witch, where they take the map and <laughs> or, the, or the, you know, and then they throw it in the water. And they're like, Why the fuck would you do that? he's like, <laughs> Well, I don't know, it's really helping us. It's like, no, you don't know how to read a map. Doesn't mean you need to fucking ruin it for everybody.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so the barrels resurface while they're fixing the boat. And when they're pulling in the rope, the shark appears. And that scared the shit out of my wife, which was <laughs> awesome. I had to say, thanks, Steven. You did me a solid. Because she was getting confident at that point. She's like, I've seen this movie before and got her.
4: The book kind of ruins a lot of this part. Like the movie did it so much better. And this is another like great example of when a movie is actually way better than the book. But uh, the book has a lot of like scenes where the shark is just has his head out of the water looking at them and you're like, what? OK, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just doing a little swim by Just right checking out. Just like location. checking him
4: out and looking and they say like it looks like he's smiling and you're
0: whatever. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to give you some attention. So then the boat gets pretty fucked up and Hooper's like, all right, well, if I use this chemical, I can stab him, but I can't get through his uh skin so I have to stab him in the mouth or in an right. open wound and so he makes the spear they fix the cage that he brought along so this is after Quint has already made fun of all of his fancy gear but then they try and use it right. and it still doesn't work. And this Did is, you
4: mention that he had like three barrels in him already? Yeah I was going to say this yeah. is also after yeah. the barrels
1: right? right? Yeah.
0: So they go in the cage that shark just trashes it and of course Hooper Hoopa ends up <laughs> dropping the fucking spear and so which they're not in deep water. At all. At yeah. all. They're very close to shore
4: because it's just like falls and you could see the ocean floor. So, yeah, it's pretty out. Yeah.
0: But even though he never used it, I guess it's a good point. Yeah, but it also
4: shows like when he actually escapes the cage, he swims down to the bottom and he's able to hide
0: in between some rocks yeah. and stuff. So at this point, the hoist actually rips off of the boat, and they have to try and use the pulley system on just one of the railings to get up to the crow's <laughs> nest, dude. And it's bending. That adds a lot of tension real quick, but it's yeah. not without being like over, like unrealistic when it comes to the physics of it all. Kind of sketch,
1: a little bit, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so at this point, it bites Quint. There's some great screams there because the boat is slanted so far because the shark just plops up onto it. Well, yeah, that,
1: that whole part right there just is so much fucking intensity and anxiety, everything. And you, I imagine being on like a slide, right? Like one of those old school metal slides as a kid. And then just having some shark just like (laughs) waiting to be waiting to eat you at the bottom. And you're just like trying for the life of you not to get eaten.
4: Right. And it looks like he's like putting his feet down to try and avoid the mouth and stuff like that. And it's just really it's pretty cool.
0: And there's so many great frame shots in this movie. Like when you can see the steepness of the orca as it's dipping in the water. When you have Brody who's looking out through the dock and there's the framing of it where you're not looking at anything. But it's the fact that you're framing. Right. You, there's really great stuff there. And I think that this is a movie that deserves you putting down your phone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because there's so much that's said through visuals that you would miss otherwise. And that's one of the things that's great. My wife and I, no phones the whole time. Yeah. Sat, focused. I, mean, I took notes. But a lot of my notes, you could tell, was the trivia at the start of it. Because you remember this movie. I haven't seen this movie in years. But I was like, oh, I remember this scene. I remember this yeah. visual. Is It just tells the story, just like Roy Schneider said. It tells a story without using words.
4: Yeah, even the scenes that have no dialogue at all, like when Quint puts one of the barrels in and he's like sitting out on the front, the bow or whatever you call it, of the boat. And he just has like a little smirk. And that's it. And like the sun is setting. Great. It's like a great shot.
0: Yeah, he's very Ahab. Yes. right there. He's got this madness in his eyes.
1: Yeah, he almost seems at peace with all the madness that's going on around him. Right.
0: Yeah, it's a great scene. So as Quint is being devoured by the shark, Rody just watches powerless. There's nothing he can do. He's not prepared for this. He's a fucking beat cop or who became a captain. I mean, this not only is-
1: that, but he's also fucking deathly afraid of the ocean. So, <laughs> he's not going to go run and wrestle yeah. fucking giant shark or something. So, he
0: closes the door very politely to the captain's cabin and the shark's just like, fuck you and crushes yeah. through it. And he's like, oh bad idea. Uh, so, then he swims out and he climbs to the top of the crow's nest on top of it and the shark's coming back and while it was coming in, he shoved the air tank in its mouth. Yeah. So when it comes back around, he's shooting at it with the rifle. I think I counted that he mixes six times. Smile, you son of a.
2: Oh. oh.
0: And then he's laying there. Fucking Hoopa. He was trying to get a spear. He <laughs> lives. Yeah, just swims up. This is what happens when you're a likable guy who doesn't fuck someone's wife. Because you
4: die in the book.
3: He gets eaten by the wife. shark
4: <laughs> and shot in the neck in the book.
0: And he deserves it. <laughs> so, it is, well, as the shark is sinking, it's pumping a lot of blood into the ocean, which is a great visual. Like it's so serene and peaceful, but you're talking like you're seeing the sanguine just darkness of yep. what that cost. Yeah, like there was blood has been shed. <laughs> so Hooper surfaces. Quint, no, and they're like they just get it. Yep. It's kind of one of those things like what we were talking about in uh, the the book. Bing, bong, boom with <laughs> Cujo, Cujo. in the movie where he's like, well, are you? Yep. You know, he says yes or no. Yes he's or like, no. Yes. Yep. I That's like it. Those, cause That's we it. We of the audience don't need to see them talk about what we've already seen. So we know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need her. We don't, need her. we don't need
1: her to basically describe how she got raw dogged.
3: Oh, <laughs> you got to say it right, though. Come on. <laughs> raw dog. <Raw-dog.
0: laughs> That's our new band, by the way. So Chad and I are starting a new video game podcast,
3: apparently. <laughs> and then Brian,
0: Brian and I are starting a metalcore band
2: called
3: yep.
0: <laughs> And then they make a raft with the barrels and they kick all the way to shore as the credits roll. And it's very peaceful and fun. And that's Jaws. Yep. No post credit scene, unfortunately.
4: And you still don't know why he hates the water. But all he says is, I used to hate the water as
0: they're like paddling back. Yeah. No. That's it. What do you fuckers think?
1: Oh, I, Beautiful. Loved it. I loved it. Every single time I watch it, I love it. Yep. I think, you know, for me, this is uh, just a shot in the dark, but I feel like all of us think this is a classic.
0: Yep. Oh, right. I agree. 100%. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think this one takes the cake. It beats Lost Boys.
0: Yep. I so agree. We have a new reigning defending champion. Yep. So for those of you keeping track, it's Jaws as the classic, Blood Diner as the tragic. What was the new tragic that we had? Something beat Ice Cream Man, but I've forgotten because it was a bad movie. What was it? Do you it? twerps remember? Oh, damn it. Da, 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 da. Do some elevator music and fill us <laughs> up, Chad.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. so I married an axe murderer. So
0: I married. Big Boom.
3: <laughs> Brian,
0: will you sign off the show?
1: Not like that, I won't. Okay. <laughs> if you ain't watching him dying, you ain't really trying.
0: Enjoy Killing Time until next week. And for Brian, for Chad, and for Chad's butt-fucking laptop that might have just cost me hours of editing because of the technical <laughs> issue that we found mid-show, but we've continued to persevere like butt-fucking professionals, I am Jake, your humble host, reminding you to go out there and do something you love. And remember, all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. Can you believe it, goons? We got through another episode of the show. And yes, as I mentioned at the end, Chad's computer made a boo-boo, which left Jake editing for quite some time. But it is worth it to bring you a podcast either for free or for whatever you pay on Patreon. I appreciate you all in whatever capacity you serve and hope that you are enjoying this show, which I have invested a lot of time into. This week's hidden track is by Black Ferns. This single just came out a couple weeks back. It's, uh, the song is called This Illusion, and it's on their upcoming album, Devices, which is set to release October 2019 on Northern Lights Records. Northern Light Records, I pluralized it for no reason. Their website, blackfernsmusic.com. Their bio can be found at blackfernsmusic.com slash bio slash. And YouTube has their music videos. The guy, Chris Jordan, actually got back to me when I was begging and groveling for a song, so make sure to give them a follow and a subscribe and a whatever they need to make them rich and famous so that maybe when they're making a Grammy speech, they'll say, hey, those Slashers guys are all right. And then somebody will interview them later and be like, who the fuck are Slashers? And they'll be like, I've already forgotten. Fame is a, an intoxicating liqueur, a cruel mistress, and they'll wander off with their golden hand. Yeah, it's late, guys. Anyway, enjoy This Illusion by Blackburns.